give me a goddamn hell yeah. It's Force of Philip on the track, and we got a special treat today featuring on the track with me is my man, me the captain. Me the captain, what it do? So you see, we've been getting done dirty by Rite of Flame as of late, so we figured it's time we done did it dirty back. Let's go. When we light up the stage, it's right of flame you be casting. We were dumb and naive to think the worst that could happen was a couple sloppy goblins bombarding the red zone like hard and after we guzzled the dozen donuts, cardiac problem. How's a diet dog ritual gonna help you cash in? If Jeepies taught us one thing, this ain't we watches the gathering. Fully flavored, fully loaded, sauce it up, get messy. Slather up the graveyard, make it sweet, stick it zesty. Gluttony the game, right of flame, plays for keeps. Watsy be on fire with their band hammer streak. Adding right of flame to the pyre is nonsense, but this is right of fire design. So banning good conscience, cast one, double up, hat trick, flexing quad, single mana, seething songs like my angels, bless the top. Right of flame's dominant regardless of meta. The way culture wars the GOP's agenda. It don't apologize for not paying taxes. It doubles down and repeals the ban alliance and practice. Always lucky, never punished. That's what stone pilots do. Mile high club is screwing you too. Petals with right of flame is blasphemous. The game shouldn't be environmentally hazardous. The carpet of flowers already fill in the holes, except not if the islands are plains or mountains. Unless they're dyslexic This ain't 2012, it's 2021 and it's hectic Every card's got 10 yards of text like the scripture Right of flame takes the game's image, big picture While we quarantine in the midst of pandemic It's tough to send pizza or post signs at your entrance You could be our heroes by boosting morale Just ban right of flame like wishing for a card in exile Oh no Oh don't, oh, don't do that actually Cause you'll get DQ'd But you could stop global warming and save these fucking dolphins if you just ban Rider of Flame. Ban Rider of Flame, save the dolphins. Hashtag ban Rider of Flame, hashtag save the dolphins. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blechman. Phil, how's it going, man? Yo, what's up, dude? I'm, I'm getting up real close and personal with the camera today because <laughs> uh, we, got, we got something special in the mail team. Look at this. Look at this goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Zombie you, you attractions zombie attractions and legacies peeps it's happening look look for our deck deck list at moxfield.com slash eternal dirtles yo what, please tell me about what moxfield is and how i can put my zombie attraction deck list on Mo- moxfield.com is a great great deck building website that you should be using uh you can follow our link below uh and sign up uh it's free uh, it's also just super easy to to look at, super easy to use. It works on your PC. It works on your Mac. It works on your iPhone. It works on your Android phone. It works on your Linux phone, if that's a thing. Uh, anyhow, uh, you should be using Moxfield.com to build all of your decks. They're a sponsor of the show. Shout out to Moxfield.com. Your boy went deep on attractions. It seems like it, yeah. We are in. We are in. So here's, the, here's what I did. So each attraction is literally like a nickel. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, for those of you who don't know, attractions are a dumb mechanic that was released in Infinity. And when I say dumb, I mean dope. Uh, so none of them are playable. None of them are actually good, except there's a one mana 2-1 zombie that when it dies, you open up an attraction. Uh, to understand how attractions work, they're random. You play 10 of them. Hopefully you get the good ones. That's about it. But <laughs> this, this, this creature right here, this 2-1 that opens up an attraction, it's just incidental value. If you've ever played with the Monarch or the Initiative and you just understand how like just getting free stuff every turn just ultimately mounts into an insurmountable advantage, uh, that's what I'm thinking uh, this might do for, for the Zombos. So we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a try. It's going to be uh, nothing more than a fun FNM deck, but you best believe you're going to get lethal schemed. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a Zombardment, but it's more like a Zombardment. Zombie attractions. <laughs> Zombie attractions. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Something it, it, like, 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 like it's gonna be awesome. Like the, like the incidental, like constantly, like all of these effects with the attractions that you like actually want are just like incidentally like rebuying in another piece of cardboard. Like there's a bunch of attractions that are just like draw a card or scry, and then there's okay. one in particular that's like rebuy a creature out of your graveyard. And it's like if you're going and sacking all your creatures to do stuff, you know. The, the, the lifetime pass holder is another reason in all of the times that i've ever tried to make zombies work as a as a tribe that it's like do you want to go down the village right village rights route and go like high volume which means that all of your cards more or less need to do the same thing or do you want to play diabolic intent and demonic tutor yourself into you know combos like you know Ashnod's alt or um what's it called phyrexian altar yeah. So I'm, it's like, do you do you want incidental bullets that you can combo out with, or do you want to go in volume? And for a long time, I was like, it's got to be volume because none of the none of the zombies good. No, they're not good. None of them are good cards. But now we're going to the carnival. Yeah, we're going to the fair. Well, uh, so this episode's uh, a little wonky because Phil and I did not talk about what we we're going to talk about before this episode started. So we're kind of uh, walking into it right now. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. I want. I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the the artwork for the new spoilers for Ooh. dominaria or for uh, brothers war rather for brothers war let's talk about the artwork for the new spoilers for brothers war i was going to go so, down a different route but i like this route much better i'm down to go down your different routes as well but i want to talk about the artwork for brothers war because what i'm thinking is going to happen in brothers war is it's a it's a artifact based set mm -hmm. and i think like I i'm thinking what are the potential artifacts that we're going to get now that we know that Urza, Urza and Mishra's like alliance, like color identities, yeah. Urza's in blue, white, uh, and uh, Mishra is in black, red. So Mishra is going to be very aggressive. It's going to be about getting you dead. So black, red artifacts or anything that is in his alignment is going to be aggressive. And so I don't think anything's going to make it into legacy, but maybe there's going to be something for painter, right? Maybe, maybe there's some combo okay. card for painter. Sure. But on blue, white side, I, I'm, uh, interested in what artifacts we're going to get for blue white because we've already seen the urza meld card the five mana artifact that's like etb kill a thing draw two cards or something else but at five mana that card's already good enough in us in us in an ancient tomb you know karn format like that your your monocolored stompy decks that want card draw or a kill spell like your five mana artifact is totally fine particularly as a wish target for uh off of karn so in my mind, that's already going to see some amount of play. The it, I think it's called literally called the Might Stone and the Weak Stone. Yep. Uh, but they released all, like they did another uh, session on their Twitch channel where they were like uh, talking about the world building, and they released half of the set's artwork, like a hundred pieces of art. Whoa. Uh, so if you want to, yeah, if you want to put some of that, uh, put some of that up here. Yeah, it's on. It was uh, somebody had. Um, 
on Reddit pretty much got it all together. Okay. Let me see if I can, uh, I'll, I'll find, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find it. But there, there yeah. were some pieces of artwork in particular that I thought were uh, interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of vehicles. You know, I think like we didn't have vehicles before, last time the Brothers War was here. And now we do. And there's going to be a bunch of vehicles going into combat with each other. So I expect like, you know, your Grease Fang Pioneer players to get something spicy. Yeah. The best, but, the best quote so far I've seen on this is Urza's out here making robots to bring his robots to robot battle. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good. That's a good summary. Uh, summary of what I expect the yeah uh, the set to be like. But I'm, I I do think that like there's going to be potential for like incidental trinkets that actually have uh, really solid appeal because there's a saga's busted, and yep. so I, I, I'm anticipating like looking at the artwork. Some one man you know, artifacts, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's one or zero is going to be where I think the money is going to be in the set. But I think there's potential that the the deck that has the most to gain are going to be the Urza Saga deck, so it's going to be Painter and uh, Eight Cast. And yeah. given that there, I imagine for the Brothers War, it's the 30th anniversary uh, of Magic. It's the biggest story in the game's history. I imagine that they're going to, if they're going to follow the same trajectory that they followed for the past couple of years, they're just going to push shit to like the absolute moon. Yeah. And so I, antici I anticipate Brothers War being busted. It also seems pretty clear that the last meld card is going to be Titania and Argoth. So they spoil oh, the artwork. okay. So, so there's going to be, be there is going to be one more meld card, which makes sense because we haven't yeah. seen a green meld card yet. So that makes you know like that sort of fills in the gap there. Yeah, and even with the go. the commander decks, the commander decks are Grixis and Esper, and there's no green. So yeah, I'm they're going to complete the cycle of um, so that every color is melded in some way. So you have blue white for Urza, black red for Mishra, and then mono green. And of the artwork that they spoiled, it pretty much is it, it seems fairly obvious given the story. And given the artwork that it's going to be Titania and Argoth, so they they spoiled an artwork for Argoth, which I imagine is just a land, and then they spoiled an artwork for Titania, which is going to be a legendary creature, a legendary green creature that does something with lands, and then they printed another artwork of Titania where literally she looks like she is the tree from Little Renin sixing it, Little Renin sixing <laughs> it. So yeah, uh, it, it's pretty obvious that that's going to be the meld. What that's going to be is probably something along the lines of like I would imagine like mass artifact destruction in some way. Yeah, why like not? It, because That's, um the, the they whole do they do be that, hating on on the uh on the artifacts over there in Argroth. Yeah, I mean the whole storyline is that like she's made up of natural matter and that's like her melding is like made up of natural materials as opposed to uh Mishra and Urza, which is all synthetic. So it's like, okay, yeah, it would make sense that you know her natural thing is just gonna be gigantic naturalizers, and they've shown in the past couple of sets, particularly in the in Dom United with that giant gorilla creature that's like a five seven oh, five yeah, that yeah, just yeah. like nuke shit every turn so they're, they're they're happy to play in that space particularly for commander to like you know not have decks be able to go off all the time so i imagine that that is the space that that's going to play in so before we jump in further talking about zombie attractions and how sick infinity uh has been for uh our nerd card game what is it that you wanted to discuss today um, you know, I didn't actually want to discuss it. I was just going to, uh, if, if we ran out of ideas and I don't have we think have, we have. I'm literally holding zombies <laughs> for zombie attractions. What do you mean we're going to run out of ideas? Um, I've never I, ran out of an idea in my life. I'm, I'm excited about, about a one for. I was going to talk about that, the like uh, blog a tog thing that we were talking about before. I really don't want to get into it because like, man, I'm trying to get a job at Watsi. I don't want to be saying all this. Uh, like, I don't want to be caught saying all this bad stuff about their PR moves, but that's to me, like, I just, it's hard to read, read that and not be like, what, who take the mic away from that guy, you know, like Dude, you, it, to, you it, can to say, me, you can say, 
you can say anything negative if you, you want, ma'am. Uh, Pleasant Kenobi and Professor, they dunk I, on Watsy well, all the time. I, I agree. Get, I agree. Still that, get like, all those promos and shit. Look, so you're I'm, good. Always, I'm always going to err on the side of how, how I actually feel about this stuff. I'm not going to, you know, like, what what use are we if we're just, like, PRing it the whole time? That's okay, crazy. So, so, so what is the issue that you have with what, what did Morrow say? What is your issue with it? So my, my issue is the classic, like, Morrow says this a lot, the whole, like, 75% of players don't know what a Planeswalker is or, like, have never played competitive magic. And I think mm -hmm. when we were talking about it in our chat, um, Nate brought up a really good point. Like everyone is living their life online. Like literally everybody in the world is living their life online constantly, right? So even the people who didn't know about planeswalkers or don't play magic and use the rules or something, I don't know what he's getting at exactly. Even those people would leak out. You would see them. I have never once met a person who's like, I don't know what a magic tournament is. And I'm talking about people who don't even know, who don't even play magic. So the idea that someone rolls into like a, a Walmart and is like, I guess I'll just buy these cards and then like just jam them together, like two eight-year-olds at a lunch table, like making up the rules to Pokemon. Like, I don't understand why, like his response was about like how design works and how they cater design to like casual players that don't, mm -hmm. that apparently don't uh, know anything about the game, don't play by any of the rules of the game. Uh, make up their own rules why are you even designing cards for these people i just don't get it like what what uh, it, it, i i can't fathom the reason why you would even reply to somebody like i have to assume it's in good intention but why would you reply to somebody with this information but by, by being like you know what 75 percent people that buy our game don't even care about our game and that's the people that we care about more than the people who are super invested in franchise players that do care about the game that are out there sharing the game with their friends like i just it, it boggles my mind when like when that happens it's just like pure uh, I, I, it it hurts to to have to say like why are we allowing this guy to like type that stuff and then put it on the internet like hasbro i'm a shareholder what are you doing you know yeah my my, my I like, guess would I be i like morrow a lot like i i think i think for the most part like he's very good for the game i would not want to see him go we had this conversation uh in in the discord too about like the game would be different without him um but like why what does that take about it makes no sense yeah i mean for what it's worth if morrow wasn't around i wouldn't have zombie attractions so exactly i mean you that, know, we gotta start there well, that's what I, that's what one of the things I was saying is it seems like every time we see a, a tweet or a tweet or a blog talk or whatever about this, it just it, it comes off. It comes off terribly. First off, it comes off sounding like somebody who's saying, you know what, I don't want to have you complain about the job I'm doing, which is a service job. As far as I'm concerned, you're making cards for people like me to play a card game for. So it is a service job, right? You're in service of us who buy the cards. Right. And you're saying, I don't want your feedback. I just want to make to do what I do without any uh, anyone talking to me about it, and also let me make joke sets constantly. Like I, that's how it reads to me. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a different thing, like making joke sets and all that stuff. That's that's resource allocation. I, yeah, I mean, I think but, that the, the the whole like you know um, appealing to casuals and like the people who uh, I think that's are just fine. Like, oh, like I play casual. Well, I mostly play casual now. The, their whole thing is that they play against casual. I mean, I'm talking when I say casuals, I mean the people that you were talking about that are like, I don't, don't even know the rules. Buy some cards at the store. Yeah, yeah. They, and don't, I don't, know the they don't exist. I I fail to believe that that is a 75 percent of the people that have bought magic cards just like 
open up a pack and are like, I don't know what to do with these. I guess I'll just shuffle them around. Or they're My- saying that the, that only financial sharks who like buy cards and just put them away are, play, are, are the 75% of people who don't know what a planeswalker is. I just don't, I just can't perceive how that's possible. I would venture to guess that the majority of people that, ha- like when, when they say, you know, you know, 50 million people or whatever it is around the world that play magic, the, the, the number of people that play it like us are infinitesimal by comparison. For right? sure. I, look, For sure. I'll be the okay, first that's, one that, to agree cool. that yeah, yeah. casual magic players that's, outnumber by, uh, by Zounds. That's uh, the amount of I mean people that, like, that uh, uh, play the game on our level, for sure. The 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 people that they that they want to go for, and this actually reminds me of uh, it, it, it. Every time the, the the conversation about them appealing to casuals comes up, it always reminds me back when I used to work for wrestling. When I wrote for pro wrestling, mm-hmm. the the target we, we were always instructed as we were going through storylines. Whenever we wanted to do something like detailed or like actually push the envelope a little bit. They would always have us, they would always rein us back to be like, think of the casual. Think of the person that's tuning in for the first time ever and has no idea what's going on because the number of people that like would flip to the channel and see what's going on and and you don't want them to turn away is so much higher than the people that you know are already tuning in. Yeah, the people the, that are like, invested. Yeah. So the people that you that are already tuning in, it's like you already know that they know the storyline. You don't need to help them out. It's similarly like, I agree. I think that's, I actually, as a game designer, I think- uh, you know, Mar- Maro's stance on like not catering to enfranchised players is fine. We're going to buy the game either way. But like coming out and just saying like that we build this game for people that don't even play it, like that's crazy. I mean, that's what 30 is about. That's what Magic Magic 30th anniversary is about, right? It's about they, they, creating, they creating Bitcoin do, for, for Magic cards, right? Like that's they what They clearly that do design. They clearly do design for the people that play it so much yeah. so that they like... I mean, I think Modern Horizons, like both sets, both Modern Horizon sets, I think are, I, I, I look at them and think that they are egregious. I, I really dislike arbitrary power creep for the sake of it to like, you know, switch up formats and, and sell people on cards. But that is explicitly designed for us. That is not designed for the sure. casual. Yeah. You know, so, so like, it, it's not that they, the, the, that they're not designing for us. It's that when they do, it's targeted. And it turns out that it, it, it doesn't feel like it because those sets kind of overhaul our whole experience, right? So it's it's like, we're not appealing to you with this. We are changing your game with this. And that should be exciting to some degree. But then ultimately, it means that we don't play with our the old toys that we liked as well. So it's like now there's new toys. So it doesn't feel like it's for us because what feels like for us is like the things that we enjoyed playing with before. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't want to, I don't want to dive too deep on this. Cause like I said, I'll just, I'll, it'll, I've already done my rant and I, I apologize, but like something has to be said. That's crazy. But yeah, I, 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 I think it's, I think it's a hedge. Should, I, yeah. I, I would, I would hedge where your thoughts are. I, I, I yeah. agree to, to an extent that like, if they're putting a lot of resources behind, you know, the, the players that don't know what a planeswalker is, well then why Whoa. the, 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 the why? that begs why? the question that begs the question: Why don't they know what a planeswalker is? Since that's yeah, your that's whole a fail. Thing. That's, that's a it, fail it, of marketing. It, it feels like a self-own if the majority of people in your game don't know the characters in your game, right? Like, yeah. If if I if I'm if I'm looking to to join in, that that would that that's similar to me. It's like if Versus System started back up and they were like, look, seventy five percent of the people who uh, play Versus System don't know who Superman is. That's like it's like saying that. Uh, of all the people that know about D and D, 
the only people that know about 12-sided die are the people that have uh, linked in my garage by Weezer to uh, to the 12-sided die, and they don't yeah, actually yeah. know why why a 12-sided die exists. 75 percent of the people. true. Seventy-five like, percent of the people who why play would you D&D say that out loud. Seventy-five percent of the people who play D and D have never don't know what a dice is. They don't know what dice is. Yeah. So you have to you have to you have to design your game as though they don't know what dice is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I, saying do better. That's all. That's all. Do better. Do better. I, I think, think it's also that, that like that whole notion of like Morrow's gimmick of you know we have to appeal to the seventy-five percent of people who don't know anything about anything. It's there for uh, it's there, there for the negative content loop too. Like the, the negative feedback about that. Like I'm doing it right now. Right. Oh, he's not he thinking wants, that far. He, he's, wants, he doesn't no, care of about course that. He is. He wants no people way. To, to talk about this stuff. No so that way. It, yeah, no, 100%. Dude, I, I think that busy. that's, that's he's 100% too busy there. trying to figure out whether or not Clown Extruder is a reasonable name to put on an attraction. <laughs> There's no way sure. he's like, you know what I need to do? I need to incidentally say it's this thing that relevant. I assume people are going to care about negatively and two legacy guys on a podcast. It's got to be relevant. And look, it's working, man. Uh, Hasbro just announced that Magic the Gathering is its first ever $1 billion, billion brand. That's yeah, you crazy. Know what's cool? If you think billion about dollars. that, like billion dollars, right? That that's that that's just a number we can't fathom. Uh, I, I I truly can't. But if you think about it like this, um, Monopoly was built in the 1930s. Monopoly's mm-hmm. been around for about 90 years, right? Magic yeah. the Gathering has been around for a third of that time, literally a third of that time, and has eclipsed it. And has and in my opinion, is probably more of a household name now. Like if you cut off the boomer generation, like. There are more people in Gen X and uh, and uh, and like children to to like whatever the current gen, what, gen it's what Gen Z is not at the, like Zoomers. There's something after Zoomers now, right? I don't know, but I think that more people might know about Magic the Gathering in a or at least more more people would have played Magic the Gathering that aren't Boomers than have played and, and completed a game of uh, Monopoly because no one plays Monopoly. That game is hot garbage. You know, it's a shame that they never came out with Monopoly Secret Lairs. Otherwise, they would have also made a billion dollars, you know? Could you imagine? Monopoly Could easily have turned Secret that around. Layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that the whole idea of appealing to casuals is more so that they need to make stuff cool as opposed to like actually involving their design. I don't think Morrow is going into a, a, a design sesh and being like, okay, we have to appeal to casuals. Therefore, let's put a novel on every book, on every card. Let's, ma- let's make sure that there are no vanilla creatures in Magic anymore, right? Like yeah. the last several sets, there were zero vanilla creatures. Like that's just, that, is, that, that is a thing of care. the game's past. I don't no, care no, no, about but, but vanilla creatures. But I'm saying if you, if, if you were actually appealing to the players that have never uh, played or don't know what of course. Uh, a planeswalker but is. It doesn't not, matter. You can put a book or a novel on them. You can put a book on, on them because they're making up their own rules. It doesn't even matter. They're yes, just looking like, at the I, picture I, I, and jamming them into each other. My Charizard beats your Bulbasaur because he's cool yeah, looking. We, we don't know that. We don't know that. I mean, that's here, what he's here's, saying. Here's, 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 here, here's a gauge. Here's a gauge. One time when I was trying to teach somebody how to actually play magic for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, a, 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 a guy comes into the shop, it's him and his son. And they're, they're like, hey, we'd like to play Magic. I'm there waiting for an event. And I was like, yeah, I'll run you through it real quick. I show them, uh, like, they, they got two starter decks. And I'm like, okay, yeah, shuffle those up. And we'll, we'll open our hands and we'll start playing. And I was like, okay, here's your mana source, whatever, whatever we get there. And then I said, okay, in order to cast this spell, right, all of these things are spells. In order to cast this one that you want to play, you have to tap your mana. So go ahead and tap your mana. And he literally tapped the top of the card. Yep. He didn't turn it. That'll he happen. touched it. I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. So it's like, 
at, at that that was a moment for me where I was like, I realized we speak Pap a whole a, different and, language. Yeah, it's a it's, it's an enfranchised word. It's it's a whole different language I, that when like, I teach somebody coming through it for the first time would need all of that explained. And and I'm over here thinking that all of the all of the lingo, all of the jargon simplifies the game. It does. It does simplify the game, but you have to learn it first. Anytime, anytime you can take several words and condense it into one word, you're doing you're doing a good job, totally design, like design wise. As long Speak. as your uh, your audience can grok it, if they can't grok it, it doesn't matter. Dude, I I fully agree. I'm waiting for them to keyword loot, but until then. Uh, speaking of uh, words being simplified and making it better, shall we talk about how they added surveil and landfall to a bunch of cards? They, they did. added a bunch they of cards. They did. Good on buddy. them. That's a great. That's a, that's a plus. Buddy, I love it. It's great. But why didn't they just do it from the get? We know that we'll never. They'll never answer that, dude. Consider just as surveil one now. Draw a card. Surveil one. Draw a card. I love. I love uh, it. I like. Search for uh, contest says surveil one during your upkeep. Disinformation the, campaign is maybe playable now? Disinformation campaigns all of a sudden really interesting for a Grixis yeah. control deck, right? Because it's like you, the, the things that you have to do in order to get there, it's like, okay, well, as content gives it to you every turn, consider gives you that. Like you do have to make concessions. Like these aren't like the top tier playable cards. You have to but, choose different cards. Yeah. But now, Which is now great. The, 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 that's the, great. That's an amazing part of this game is like if awesome. you're building around this deck, you have to choose cards that may not be as good as Ponder or Opt or, you know, whatever. Uh, but now preordain, you know, but now that they have uh, now that they have uh, embraced landfall and surveil effectively as I, I assume that they made those changes because they're evergreening those mechanics, right? They yeah. literally use them every set. So I don't understand why it wouldn't be evergreened. I don't know if they have officially said that they're evergreen, but they did go back and rattle those cards. I so, think that they are evergreen now. Yeah. yeah. But was, one thing that, that we do funny. know is that there are cards that care about surveil. There are cards that say when you surveil, do something. Uh, mm -hmm. There's one in particular. It's like a, it's a three, one vampire that when it ETBs, you can, um, exile something from a graveyard and then uh if you surveil you can pay life and return it from your graveyard to your hand when it's in the when it's in the yard sick i forget what it's called but it's it's literally a three it's a three one life linker for one black black etb exile something from the yard and then if you surveil while it's in your graveyard you can pay three life and pick it back up and i get that that's not a legacy playable card but the idea that there are cards that like you were talking about disinformation campaign which is when uh it's a an enchantment that when it etbs you draw a card and your opponent discards a card so it's a plus one and then it says when you surveil you can pick it back up uh, yeah. So you can re replay it. It's 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 in the in the space of um, it's like very Uro in its way, and it, it 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 comes down. It will put you up a card, and then you have ways to recur it. And being able to recur it with those cards now, like consider recurs it, search for his contest occurs it, uh, recurs it. Um, like Lazav's playability, I mean, he was only around for uh, Dreadnought. He's been very fringy in Dreadnought decks, but now there's probably like yeah, if if Why there's ever another. Any other supplemental? If you're set playing surveil, it does enable uh, Lazab as well. Like you know, maybe you put a, uh, you know, so something from your Grixis control deck in the yard, and you're like, okay, cool. Like now I'm, yeah, now I can use that. It's interesting too, because now if you now that they're like, um, th those surveil cards matter. I'm interested to see if, um, like in the future, if a Mark Tide ever goes, and then they're looking for, you know, their big, their fat Tarmogoy for placement. There is the one mana two two with defender that gets a plus one plus one counter every time you surveil, and then once it has three plus one plus one counters, it no longer has defender. Otherworldly phantasm. I don't know, but like it, it, it it's a two. It's it, it's just a two two with defender. Yeah. It's not going to do anything. So think of that similar to like your Tarmogoyf comes down as a one two or an O one, right? And then it gets bigger as the game progresses. But if you have DRC, you can turn that on real quick, and it's another one mana threat that just gets gigantic. 
yeah. and it will continue to grow. Like it, it, it loses defender after you have three plus one plus one counters, but every time you surveil, it just continues to get a plus one plus one counter. So at, at blue mana, it's like, okay, well, if we play now, now if we are, are interested in this space, like that could, that could be the, the spot where like another car that comes onto the radar once Murktide gets the ax in the eventual future when it does. Yeah, I can't find it. You know, you do know what ta- card I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I know, I know exactly what card you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is from the the Ravna Cassette, and I remember I played it in. Um, I've tried to play it in. Uh, but what I wanted to do is I remember I wanted to play that card in Pioneer, but consider at the time didn't say surveil. So I was like, well, fuck me. Like the, my best enable for this card that could potentially be good, I don't get to play with. Um, but I was also doing like, you know, I wanted to play it with Consider and Lazav and like all these things that all, like incidentally all say surveil on them. And then you just get all these additional bonuses. And it was great. Thoughtbound Phantasm is what it's Thoughtbound called. Phantasm. Thoughtbound Phantasm. The, the other thing that I think is cool now is that if they are if they're ever greening landfall, it also means that they can start getting into a space of rather than whenever a land enters the battlefield, you can go whenever you landfall. Enchantment fall. Like I, I wonder <laughs> if it, 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 it like it's literally is that just, what all they, the Eidolons have? I, I I wonder if they just condense the words when a land enters the battlefield to when a land falls. Yeah, I think that's when fine. you landfall, right? When, like when when you landfall, when you so like rather like than literally when you play they, a land, they should just change that instead of when a creature enters the battlefield, it should just be called creature fall. Yeah, so like I mean, you can so like, like you can, are, like that's, so that's a great shortcut. Cut down on space on the card. Like I don't have to read seven words to get creature fall. You know. Right. I mean, well, now that they're ever landfall, uh, yeah. So, like, creature fall, they have in in right now, they have uh, that as a mechanic called alliance from Streets of New Capenna, right? So, like, they have that, but they, they, like, landfall, like, also, like, if somebody were to be like, what does landfall mean? You kind of get a sense that you would be like, yeah, when it enters the battlefield, like, that's fine. But if they have, there's a bunch of cards that care when a land enters the battlefield. And now, if all of those cards can just be routed to be like, yeah, this, this card has landfall do x or whatever that you can condense that language and now that would open up a whole new pool of cards for playability if landfall is a thing that matters yeah so i'd be curious to see how how far back they go with the errata so far i think they've only errata like 16 cards or something like that but if, if we'll they i mean they space, can't do you know. horn of greed because horn of greed isn't technically landfall what is horn of greed horn of greed is whenever you play a land so it has to be specifically like a land comes from your hand into the battlefield instead of like rampant growth. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could also say when you that's land a big deal in, in commander because that's like a whole thing. Yeah. You, you could just, you could preface that and be like, when you land fall from hand, I guess, I guess it's already, I mean, it, that reads better than like the new, I don't know if, if horn of greed is, is on the reserve list. So if they'd ever read, here's it, the thing. If you say when you play a land, when you play a land, I imagine that that might be like, let's say I rampant growth. I might consider like, if I'm a new person that doesn't know how the wording it, is specified, like I might assume that when I play okay. a land, like, it that, doesn't actually, thing, you know what I mean? it's not actually going to work that way because, uh, uh, there's, uh, the non black four color commander. I forget what they're called. Uh, it's the two Greek guys. Um, when, at the end of turn, they let you put a land into play from your hand. Like everybody gets to either draw a card or play a land from their hand, mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing as playing a land. It's like put a land into play from your hand is not, will not like make Horn of Greed work. It's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, so it basically, if you're cheating a land into play and it doesn't count as like one of your, you know, I played this land from my hand, Horn of Greed doesn't work. It's a, it's a nightmare r- rules wise. It's like 
you know, it's like humility as far as like layers and stuff is concerned. It's it's a nightmare. They okay, just, here's a here's a, here's a, here's the challenge. Here's here's what'll be our send off. This is a challenge to all of our listeners out okay. there in a rules question of how you actually go about doing this in play. Okay, you have Shieldred the Apocalypse in play, right? Our new four mana four five that says whenever you draw a card, gain two life. Whenever opponent draws a card, they lose two life. Right. Mm-hmm. Also in play, you have Sylvan Library. It is your draw step. You have drawn two additional cards off the activation of Sylvan Library. Shieldred triggers. You're going to draw two life for each of those cards that you drew. Mm-hmm. How does that work? You How does gain, it work now? You, you gain you resolve. Life. Do you well? Do you get so you gain what you gain? Two life first in in your draw step, right? You've drawn. Yeah, a card, those are all triggers, so they trigger off of the. Sylvan Library, so. so so Sylvan Library triggers with with Shieldred's trigger, right? So you're going to gain yep. two life, but, and then you'll get to choose to draw two more cards if you want to. The Sylvan Library is interrupted by Shieldred's triggers, right? But now you have the. Now you, but now you've drawn two cards off your Sylvan Library, mm-hmm. and those triggers go on the stack. Now, do you resolve the Sylvan Library before drawing before gaining two life for each card? Yes. No, no, sorry, you do not. You do not. You'll gain that life. There's nothing to interrupt those those life gains. But you triggers. haven't resolved Sylvan Library. Yet. Doesn't matter. You 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 put those triggers on the stack. There's nothing above them. So like think of it like this. Here is here is the draw from the Sylvan Library, right? Right. Here is Shieldred's uh triggers. Right. Okay, what happens? How do how do you resolve the stack from the top down? But right. The, the the thing is, is that but like you the, that goes on the stack, but you don't resolve like you can't resolve other triggers until you've resolved the other effect. You've already you've, yeah yeah, you've but that's under that's underneath that's that's over here. These have to these have to resolve before you can resolve this. So then you would gain the six life. Now you have to finish resolving this. That's so you're saying that you're going to gain the 100%. life before you have to decide whether or not to pay to keep cards off the Sylvan Library. I'm saying that's how it works. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty positive I'm correct. That's the, that's the question going in uh, for all of our listeners who are judges out there. Obviously, the only people that listen to this cast are judges because we're yep, the best cast judges. for that. So judges, <laughs> tell us tell us if that is correct. Only judges. That's a new website we're making where it's like all explicit judge content. Yeah, it's it's literally just uh, humility content. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's 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 just talking about uh, the, the, the crazy the layers. layers. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, I think that's that's a good place to stop for this week. Um, Again, check out Moxfield. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get up to that uh, thousand thousand person count, but we're like two or three away from being at three hundred. That's a big deal for us uh, on on YouTube. If you uh, you know you listen to this on uh, only on podcast stuff, uh, we're available everywhere, obviously. But if you could jump to YouTube and just like like and subscribe to our to the YouTube channel, that'd be a huge huge favor to us. So uh, I, I just want to get that out there. I want to say thank you to all of our Patreons. Uh, you guys have been uh, really loyal to us lately. Uh, I know that we take that little break in the, in the middle of the summer and everyone's like, are you guys going to quit too? We're not quitting. We're doing this every week. We obviously- Oh, we're, oh we're not quitting. We're playing zombie attractions. You best yeah. believe ne- next next episode, I'm going to have, I'm going to tell you how, how this went, how this a, a glorious, I can't glorious wait. experiment goes. I can't wait. Well, I think with that, uh, let's call it. Bill, I'll see you next week. Deuces. Sit down for a match of magic. Open my hand. Let's assemble the combo with Chancellor Protection. See a bunch of mana sources and an evil demon. But a faithless looting is conspicuously absent. Got a mulligan. Shit. Shit. Fuck.
back to London. I'll bother keeping when I open up a turn. One demon going down to six, five, four, three cards I'll keep. Then I'll say good luck, have fun, and then into my fatty. We gonna make Grizzle Brand. Uh huh. 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 Yeah, so cool, you did it. Pull this demon from the graveyard onto the board. It's the most interesting gameplay that could have happened, I'm sure. You didn't have a counter spell, so I will draw my whole deck. I'm so unlucky. Zero lotus petals, fuck statistics. Will I cast on mass? Uh, trash. Uh, children of Corliss, keep on masturbating. Richard Garfield should have just won. You cast in tomb. Exhum. Uh, Arcana cruelty. Sacrifice a creature. Draw discard and drain you for three. Reanimate Grizzle Brand. Uh-huh. We and I make grizzle brand. Uh-huh. We and I make grizzle brand. Uh-huh. We and I make grizzle brand. Uh-huh. Yeah, like we animated a macro archetype.